0: So I have cried, it's pretty rare, but I was watching something that was pretty sad, and I didn't know I was sad until I started crying.
1: Welcome back to Other People's Lives, I'm Joe Sanegato.
2: I'm Greg Dybeck.
1: For anyone out there that wants to be a part of the show, want to be a guest on the show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can go to OPLshow.com or send us an email directly at oplpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, and if you want to join our growing community on patreon head over to patreon.com slash opl show you'll get weekly bonus episodes and be part of our helping other people initiative where you can help us decide what to do with a portion of the patreon funds every single month Uh, we kind of do a new charitable venture so we've done things like give back to guests Uh, joe and i have gone on a shopping spree and got kids clothes to donate to a charity so you get to be a part of that as well and that's patreon.com slash opl show so today we're chatting with a man who reached out to us with a really interesting subject line that read emotion blindness and what he was referring to was something called alexithymia. I always get stuck pronouncing these hard ones uh, <laughs> which is a trait in which someone is unable to identify or describe emotions and uh, a headline I read was titled for people with alexithomania emotions are a mystery, and approximately 10% of the general population has this. So today we'll be speaking with someone who has, uh, as he said, a quite severe uh, case of this, and we'll be learning more about uh, this psychological trait and how it affects his life. But firstly, thanks for taking the time to be on the show today.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Yeah, of course. So I gave a quick, I guess, cookie cutter definition of Alexithymia, uh, which I'm still getting used to saying, but can you describe to us in your own words, you know, what this is and how it affects you?
0: So alexithymia is like, I usually use the metaphor of like color blindness for people who can see color, It's like being colorblind to emotions. So the emotional blindness is kind of how people refer to it, but that's a pretty good way of describing it very quickly.
2: Yeah, Alexathymia. Was I saying Alexa yep. Yeah, you were. What? <laughs> and we just went over this before the show. That's how difficult it is. It sounds Alexa like a the mania. Wrestling special or something. <laughs> Alexa thymia.
1: It's it's yeah, WrestleMania. That's right? okay.
2: what it is. Well, but we're gonna keep this in. I'm I'm not doing it over.
1: <laughs> um so I mean, yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, uh you know, I I'm I'm kind of interested in sort of the origin of how you sort of figured out like oh I'm I have this thing that not everyone else has in a way you know because it's it's one of those things that it's not like it just happens at some point I'm assuming you're just like born with this when did you sort of realize that uh you were incapable of sort of figuring out emotion or however we are describing this
0: I I think I started kind of figuring it out around middle school age so like just around puberty which kind of makes sense Uh, I kind of could just tell that I didn't react the way that normal people did to like certain things, didn't like respond a certain way. Couldn't really like take my thoughts and like say, I am feeling this way about whatever. It just didn't really make sense to put things in emotional terms because I'm just not aware of it. I I think it's like emotions are subconscious for me or something. I'm not entirely sure the
2: mechanism. So is it that you're, you still feel the full spectrum of emotion? It's just that you can't, is it that you can't process them, understand them, or just like the language behind describing what you're feeling?
0: So that would be like on the milder end of the scale. So I don't really know like, how to differentiate between, like, I can feel things, but it's, like, more if it's intense enough that I feel the physiological symptoms, like the, mm. the butterflies. Like, if you're scared, stomach. your
2: heart will start beating fast. Yeah, or I'll,
0: like I'll notice my heart beat faster, and I'll be like, oh, I am scared or nervous or whatever, but I can't really get into the specific, like, I am fearful of this. It's just, like, I know I'm Scared, nervous, anxious, excited—something like that.
1: I, it's—I don't even like. So it's it's very difficult to even understand like, kind of what you're saying. To be honest, Um, like just because it's like you know, I feel like it's very like tied, and it's very you know, it's 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 hard to understand that. You know, obviously you know what sadness is, Mm -hmm. and, um, but are you saying? And you can feel sad. But you can't. Like, I'm I'm confused there. Like, cause you you can feel sad. Do you like? Can you feel that emotion?
0: Uh, I kind of, but it's very different. I think. Like for me, it would feel like. Uh, just like, confusing. I guess. Like I'm not very used to that, so it would. It wouldn't be sad. I would be confused mostly. I think.
1: So in in a hypothetical situation, if, you know, a, a loved one were to pass away or have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you kind of tell yourself, like, normally people would feel sadness in, in this uh, sort of scenario. Um, are you able to pinpoint something in your life where you can kind of be like, well, I'll, normally you would think that someone would feel this way, but I kind of felt more confused or something like that?
0: Yeah, like any sort of, like... Honestly, like the whole pandemic was like a good example of it because I'm pretty introverted. Don't like don't really get lonely. I get bored. So I miss hanging out with people for that reason, because I, you know, was bored. We were all in quarantine and all that. Right. But I can go very long periods of time without really hanging out with people or anything.
2: So it wasn't like an emotion of I miss my friends or I haven't seen them or we need to keep up you know, whatever relationship we have more so than like, I'm bored, it would make me less bored if I were with people that I like. Yeah. Okay. Are you then just sort of fairly stable emotionally? Like, like, right. Like some people or so many people will have drastic emotional swings and really high highs and low lows but for you it's just sort of always a constant no matter what's going on in your life or around you
0: yeah it it takes like pretty intense stimulus to make me have a mood i guess
2: Mm -hmm. does it
1: almost feel weird to see other people acting sort of erratically or you know very emotionally it's super weird honestly
0: it's like kind of weird to admit that but it's uh, i don't honestly understand it it's kind of
2: strange what what are some examples of that
0: like i said in my email uh like the big one growing up was like my dad in football like he would just yell at the tv and it blew my mind i couldn't understand what was going on i like the the people playing football are hundreds of miles away why are you yelling at them you're not <laughs> helping i know you're probably right about the football but you can't they can't hear you
2: Right, because, okay, so to try to begin to understand why someone would get so worked up over something they're not involved in, or, or, yeah, you're yelling, and typically you would yell because someone might hear your advice, but that's impossible in this scenario. I'm just trying to kind of understand maybe the logic that you would go through in your mind when you see people acting a certain way.
0: And that's generally how I think and process things, just very, very logically. I have a very... I think it's called like a externally oriented thinking pattern or something like that, where I just think in terms of how my actions affect the environment around me and how the environment affects me. And it's sort of like not really emotional thinking.
2: Mm -hmm. I think you said the word computer in your email or, or, or like using computer terms to describe, is that kind of accurate with how you perceive things and like logically think through things?
0: Mm-hmm. It's like the computer based metaphors work a lot better, and I think that's just probably more common with like more logical people in general. Like a lot of engineers I have friends mm-hmm. that are like do computer programming, electrical engineering, that sort of thing, and they they use the same sort of language because it's funny to us, but it's also more like concrete information, I guess.
2: okay.
1: So is it, like, very, like, I understand, like, that you, you know, sort of have this, and this may be a redundant question, but is it, like, any and all feelings? Like, is it, like, embarrassment or, you know, I mean, I guess boredom, I guess, is an emotion, I, I assume. I, but, like, like do you, do you get these other sort of things, but there is, like, a certain, like, Sadness, or like overly happy, or anything like that, or like crying at a movie, or something like that—like these kind of things, like you just can't really identify with at all.
0: So, I have cried. It's pretty rare, but I was watching something that was pretty sad, and I didn't know I was sad until I started crying.
2: oh
1: that is honestly (laughs) that that actually helped me a lot to understand. Yeah, what you mean by this, like you can feel the emotion as like physically as a, as a human, but you just don't recognize that you're currently feeling that. Exactly. That, must be a, yeah. that is very like sort of interesting. So you kind of were like, Oh shit, I'm crying. Like I must yeah, be yeah, sad. It was
0: very surprising. And then I stopped immediately cause I wasn't sad anymore. I was surprised.
2: Mm. And wow. that, that goes back to what you said of if something has that kind of physical element behind it or a reaction, like you, you if you if you didn't start crying you would never have known that you're sad is that fair to say but it was the action of crying that triggered like oh okay i know what i know what crying is this is a result of sadness
0: yeah i would have known from the scene that the scene was sad but i wouldn't have known necessarily that i was sad
2: Mm -hmm.
1: what about on the opposite side of the spectrum we have like happiness like how do you know when you're uh like content and happy is that easier to identify than sadness
0: that's like my baseline i think
1: well that's good news yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so like i like laughter obviously would be the the giveaway there
1: yeah okay Or like
0: smiling you know you can feel your muscle your muscles in your face smile so you would Mm. that way
1: so does laughter in a way surprise you as well
0: Oh yes, that's like basically the the easiest way to make me laugh is through surprise.
2: Mm. So like, not to get too meta here, but you laughed earlier when I was saying alexithymia, which was clearly wrong. So that that's interesting. Uh, also, just an idiot for that. So that, that's well, it funny. was
0: it was that, and it was also we had just discussed it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So now I feel bad, but uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, so so that's an interesting example. Um, where that kind of just occurred in our conversation but leading up to this so I assume this is a new experience for you coming on speaking to us uh you know a show that will have a lot of people watching it and listening uh was there anything in the lead up I don't know if it was excitement nerves or any sort of emotion that you could process or did you just not really feel anything
0: so I can feel my face and it's kind of warm and like my hands are kind of warm. So I, I'm guessing that's either excitement or nerves, probably both. Mm.
1: Wow. wow. I Like in my mind, I like, I'm asking the question of like, technically, is that even nervous? Like, I feel like, like nerves are more, it's like psychological in a way. Like you're in your head, like overthinking everything and, you know, whatever. And if you're feeling like the physical, like... Warmness in your face you're still technically But that's the mental aspect
2: Versus the physical right Right, So if you're not getting the overthinking But you can you know see that Sensation or feel that sensation of warmth Or body temperature so it's like you Are almost more keen to These kind of acute physical details Sort of that maybe we wouldn't really Notice because with our emotions it just Might be so mental
0: Yeah I would imagine so and there's also Like cognitive versus effective emotion and the cognitive would be, I believe, more associated with like anxiety where mm. you're like really in your head thinking about something that makes you worried and that, you know, sort of builds on itself. So I can have like cognitive emotions where it's, where I say, this sad thing has happened. I am sad about it. Yeah. It's now, like a representation of the emotion.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is there a, cause for this or, or from any research that's been done does it seem fairly random
0: it is in my case I believe neuro- neurodevelopmental but it can be caused by like serious mental illness uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: trauma stroke I believe Alzheimer's any sort, anything that damages the brain I believe would be able to cause it but it, yeah, probably have to be pretty specific
2: and, and you uh. mentioned autism in the email as well that, that does play a role
0: hmm It's a lot more common in people with autism, I think, like, five times more.
1: Wow. Yeah, I feel like I have heard that before, um, specifically, um, you know, with, with autism where, you know, people who are autistic have trouble, you know, reading emotion and, like, you know, just they can't, like, really read a room. Like, an easier way to say it is, like, you know, reading the room is, like, you know, uh, is difficult for them. So I have heard that. Um before i'm also interested what made you or like what compelled you to write an email and and want to talk about this
0: um coworkers and I were talking about the show, and I asked them at some point if it would be interesting to talk about this, and they thought it was pretty interesting and I was bored
2: it's <laughs> good good logical answer there it is <laughs> <laughs> uh so something in your email uh was really, really interesting where you describe that you view emotions as a puzzle to figure out when you have time or interest. So this figuring out of, of this puzzle of emotions, uh, what does that look like for you? Like, is there a process that you have when you kind of take the time to try to, I guess, unravel emotions or understand them better?
0: Well, it could be as simple as what we've kind of been doing where I just kind of observe my physiological state and, kind of guess based off that but also i am pretty interested in like just studying them and seeing how they work just because i don't understand them intuitively i guess
2: yeah
1: do you think and i'm very interested in this answer to be honest do you would you rather Like, do you think it's a pro or a con? Or I'm assuming there's like, you know, pros and cons to having something like this. But when you uh, see other people and, you know, they act erratic or they get really sad, they get really happy, do you envy that? Or do you feel like you would rather have the situation that you're currently in? Or do you like wish you were more emotional?
0: Hmm. That's kind of what I've been trying to figure out for ages. But I think I'm pretty content. It does. It seems very chaotic, honestly.
1: (laughs) That's why I was asking, because I imagine, you know, not being able to, you know, understand why someone would be screaming at the TV, like at the Giants or something. And you're just like, what is going on? I mean, I and I can also appreciate like being somewhere and seeing someone do that. And even like I'm a sports fan, but I see some people. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Like this guy's, (laughs) you know, but uh, you can like sort of understand, like, okay, I have some sort of attachment to something and I guess um you know another one of my questions was do you you have any sort of sentimental value to like an object or like something from your childhood like your first pair of sneakers or you know some sort of sentimental value to something materialistic
0: yes but it's going to be very dependent like it wouldn't be things that you would typically think of maybe and it's not super strong But it's like there are things from my childhood I would definitely not want to lose. But it's I don't think I would be extremely upset if I lost them.
2: Yeah. Now, this so it's I think that's a really interesting question that you asked Joe about you know which which kind of side would you rather be on in terms of emotions and this question is steeped in emotion. But when you were saying that the one thing that came to mind was like love or finding a partner or even love for parents. Is that something that you kind of struggle with in the same way or, you know, how does this affect your social life or potentially falling in love or meeting a partner, or maybe you have one.
0: Um, I
2: do experience love.
0: I think it's also pretty different. It's very logical. Like, i guess normal people would have like feelings about someone but i have reasons okay but to me that seems more important but i don't know how other people would feel about that
1: i i think that you know it, it it's a i mean protect like when we're just talking about love i think there is two sides to that like I think that there is the emotional and also the logical like you like I think people have reasons um but I do think that you know there are some people that are they have friends who are obviously bad people but they have some sort of attachment to them emotionally that I guess you know going back to the question I was asking like which side would you rather be on like if you didn't have that emotional attachment it would be easier to kind of cut these people off because you wouldn't have the emotional and you would have all the logical reasons of being like this person is not good for me you know, and and that could kind of be a, you know, a, a positive way that this would be enforced if you didn't have the emotional attached to that. So I do think that there is, you know, a good deal of both involved in that. It is interesting, though, that you feel like there's more just reasons and not feelings attached to that. Um, because I think a lot of people, it starts as reasons and, and that sort of develops the feeling that results in sort of attachment in a way and maybe dependencies in, in some cases.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because when you talk about love, that's also something that you can get so wrapped up in emotions that it actually makes you think differently or not think logically in certain cases uh, just because of how powerful it is. But yeah. So if you were to, you know, meet someone as a potential partner, what does that process look like for you then? Is it is it a pros and cons list in a sense?
0: So I, I definitely prefer to get to know people before I would be romantically interested in them. Like, I, I'm i not really sexually attracted to people, but mm-hmm. definitely am aesthetically and romantically. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really go based on looks. So just, like, seeing someone and thinking they're attractive doesn't make me attracted to them it just mm-hmm. they're just fun to look at I guess
2: right so I guess with like the the reasons when you say that is it I guess the I was trying to think of like what would reasons be and the first few things that came to mind were all based in emotion right like oh she makes me happy or fun to be with or but is it for you would it be more so reasons that are just based in logic like I'm trying to think of an example. Like she, like, like,
1: like like a good job. Yeah, like, or like know. we have
2: similar schedules. We have a good job if we combined our incomes, like things like that, or are we overthinking?
0: I
1: think it
2: would
0: be more like shared interests, shared values. Okay. Um, like you want to spend time with them. You don't feel drained in their presence like I kind of do for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So like someone that I can relax around basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is this like romance and, and everything aside, um, just social life in general, I guess I imagine it's might be difficult to explain this to people or, you know, new people that you meet. Uh, how, how does that, how does this kind of play a role in your everyday life? And is this something that you go out of your way to explain to people?
0: Surprisingly, it is pretty hard for people to tell. I, Hmm. I thought it would be more obvious but I mean people can tell that I'm not like super emotionally expressive and don't really talk about emotions that much but it doesn't really impact like social life that way because I'm pretty like not outgoing but open to pretty much anything so I I get along with pretty much anyone
2: yeah yeah it doesn't strike me as something that would be like so easily seen on the surface.
1: I find this all very interesting. Like I, I gotta be honest, because it's like it's it's you know, I I guess I just never really thought about it too too much, but uh, you know, just the idea of like back when you were talking about, you know, crying specifically, um, sort of being surprised by your emotions, and also like the body feeling emotion but not but you not being aware of it like it's just like sort of fascinating to me and i imagine the the opposite is fascinating too like it is how can you do that which is uh, like that's why i i love these conversations because you know we're on complete we're we're living essentially in completely different worlds like you know emotions anxiety and all these things like that that people are dealing with especially now like like you said during the pandemic that's a great example a lot of people were dealing with anxiety and maybe overthinking and nervous about this and that um and i imagine you just kept a very like good baseline um and just thought of everything sort of logically and it it does kind of beg the question again of you know this sounds like a like a question you would ask at a party of like, would you rather like, you know, like which side would you rather be on? Um, because I, I, you know, there is pros and cons, but, uh, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to even like think of questions to ask to be completely honest with you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll be chewing on this one for a while. Um, but I think, you know, really, really, I, I think you explained it perfectly. Um, you know, with examples that, I feel like my head is as wrapped around this as it could possibly be at this moment. Um, so really good job you, there.
1: Also, do you have any questions for us as as far as that goes, like on the opposite? Because, I mean, you said that you were very interested in like hearing about it. Is there anything that you sort of like, you know, in your research or your quest to try and find out more about this, uh, is there anything that kind of puzzles you?
0: I mean, the whole thing puzzles me, but... Like, people I've asked about it, like, most of my friends know, and I've asked them, but they they don't really... I don't think they think about it all day like I do sometimes, mm-hmm. Right, but they, they don't really... It's like kind of trying to explain colors to someone who can't see colors, I guess. Like, yeah. it's very difficult to do that, but if you could explain, like, how your decision-making process for, like... We'll use the same example that we use, like, romantic partners, how... Mm-hmm how you would approach that differently. Hmm. I,
1: I, you know what, you know what? And I think the answer is there isn't really an answer because it's more subconscious. And like what Greg was saying before, emotions can make you do stupid stuff. And also there's that saying that like, uh, you know, Love is blind or I was something like that. But like it makes you do crazy things because it's like some you'll put up with something because you have an emotional attachment. Like I said, if there's someone in your life who's a bad person, they're a, a drug dealer, but you've known them your whole life. So you have some sort of sentimental value. You'll let it slide or you'll keep them a little bit in your life, but at an arm's distance so that they can't hurt you too bad. But you're willing to be hurt by this person be, just because you've known them your entire life. Like there are certain things that cloud your judgment and like logic you know it in the back of your mind, just like you know what I'm watching right now is sad. We know, like this is bad for me, but you you put up with it because of these like emotions. I I like mm. I can't even. I I guess you don't. I don't even really feel anything. It's more like subconscious. It's hard to explain. God, this is such a fascinating thing to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's
2: such a hard question. Like trying in to reverse. like
1: verbalize emotion is like impossible.
2: Yeah, no, it is, and it's a tough one I mean I I guess thinking about it like I do try to remain very level headed myself and, and think logically in situations like even thinking of like romance or a partner like I I think there is a degree of that sort of pro and con list of like values I think are number one um, for sure like morals values all that but then so much of it is just it's like, it's just sounds cliche when you're talking about love, but it's just, it's like that feeling that you honestly can't put words to, or it's just, does this person make me feel like a better version of myself? Or do we have fun? And do I feel way more joy, you know, than sadness or not bored and things like that. So uh, it's a tough question to answer.
1: I, th- I think it's just, it's, it, it feelings will amplify the, the, the logical part of it. So logically, you can look at someone and say, okay, they are attractive, which is cool, but there's a lot of other boxes here that need to be checked. Like, uh, you know, the, the com- having good conversation, liking like to be around this person, you know, we have fun, you know, we have similar interests, like those, all those things have to be checked. And then, like I was saying before, when the logic logical part of it is sort of figured out, then the feelings start to grow and the attachment um, mm. kind of you know, plays a role into this. And then it just becomes, you know, I think it just amplifies the logic. So, Like you really like these things about them now instead of just it being like another sort of thing. Like you like that this person has similar interests interest, um, with you, but over time you like love that about them. Um, and it just kind of amplifies it. I guess yeah. that's kind of how I would describe it's
2: it. It's You said attachment. And the last thing I'll say about this, but I think that's a good example is you... You know, if those boxes are checked, like you said, the more you spend time with this person, understand that, you know, you're on the same page, you have fun together, you love each other. It, it is sort of that attachment. The emotion is almost, it's it's almost like an underlying sadness in a way. It's It's almost like you now start imagining, what if I didn't have this person, you know, or what if this person was suddenly taken away from me? And it's, I think that's probably one of the strongest emotions is that sort of attachment that now... You just can't imagine what it would be like without this person. And there's a lot of joy that comes with that if you're kind of present and living in the moment with them. But I think it's a lot of sadness too, because if you really go to that place and think if this person wasn't here anymore, if something were to happen to this person, it's almost like an unbearable feeling to think. So it's, it is that attachment that kind of starts to grow. So
1: Honestly, that might be, you might be onto something now. And this is, like I said, I don't want to keep like going down the rabbit hole and like, <laughs> you know, whatever, but. I I think, you know, the difference is that when you are just thinking logically, it's a very, like, black and white, end all, be all, like, this is what it is. Like, let's not make it more complicated. This is it. But when there is feelings and emotion involved and anxiety and whatever, there's a lot of different avenues. So you think of every possible way this could go, uh, whether it could go a bad or good or this or that, or do they mean that or this, or or I shouldn't ask that because – then maybe this and that. Like, do you think of every single avenue? And that's what emotions kind of do. So with that, you know, you can take, you you could be with somebody and think of the worst possible situation. That's to go. Is this person cheating on me? Is this person going to die? Is this, you know, something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that, or get seriously injured? But you could also think of like, is this person, you know, uh, completely in love with me? We're going to get married one day. We're going to get a house. We're going to have children. You're going to think of like all the good things that could happen with this. But I think when you're thinking of it logically, you're thinking of like, in the now, right now, black and white, like, is this, this person's just fun to be around right now, boom, that's it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, or, or, a little yeah. more.
2: Or maybe the difference is with those things you said, when you do think those thoughts of the future of children, of what if they died, there is just so much emotion that comes with that. Uh, but you really, wow, you just caught us off guard with that question. <laughs> Uh, I guess it's, uh,
1: you know, and now I feel like we have the taste of our own medicine now. Like we're asking you questions about this. and Like it's hard to, we're getting it back and like, we're trying to figure it out too.
2: Uh, wow. But yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. And we're, we're really, really glad, you know, that, that you did choose to send the email. I think this was, uh, just an awesome conversation. Love episodes like this, where the email catches us so off guard that we just it didn't. It, this wouldn't even be on our radar to try to find someone with it because we didn't even know that it existed. Uh, but I guess lastly, uh, I mean, is there anything, we like to ask, like, is there anything that you would want to say if there's someone listening that, you know, may have this or think that they have this? Because this kind of strikes me as something where, you know, maybe the question isn't so much, like, when did you realize you had this, but more so, when did you realize everyone else doesn't have this and there could still be you know people listening now that just didn't even know this was a thing or or it's blowing their minds that people feel emotion so strongly so just kind of any words you know for them if if they are experiencing this
0: um it's it's actually pretty common like 10 percent of people experience it to some like significant degree so you're not broken it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's not hard to deal with it like generally i don't think people even notice unless it's brought to their attention
1: do you find that it's easier to identify you know who's a good person who's a bad person because you're able to kind of strip out the emotional part of it
0: yes i i think mm. that's why i don't really date that much because i, I could just really tell if i'll get along with someone pretty quickly and mm. i don't really see the need to like, extend it past the point where I've made that decision. So that's kind of why I, I tend to want to get to know someone before I start seeking that connection.
2: Right. Yeah, it seems like you're probably a very good judge of character and people. I like to think so. Well, I hope yeah, we pass passed th- the test. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. I was all over the place today. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. well we appreciate you coming on and taking the time and talking to us uh like greg said you know really fascinating uh glad you uh were bored enough to send us an email (laughs) and get on the show
0: i'm glad i was too awesome all right man thank you so much
2: thank you have a good rest of the day you too
1: Okay, before we get to our final thoughts, we do have uh, some sponsors for this week. Uh, starting with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is uh, online therapy. Uh, you can start communicating with a licensed professional in just under forty-eight hours. They also make it very seamless for you to switch from each counselor, so you could find the right fit for you, which is, you know, a big part of it. Uh, you know, I've been in therapy for about two years now, and I love it. I suggest it to everyone. Uh, it's kind of like You know, if you're into exercising, or it's kind of the same thing, like a mental exercise. I think it's very good to have someone that you could kind of just talk to and vent to, even if you're not, you know, immediately going through something, some sort of trauma or something like that. uh, I I think that it's very helpful. Um, And BetterHelp makes it very easy for you to, you know, start communicating. Also, you can just set up uh, video chats or texts or calls um, with your therapist, Um, and it's great. And not only that, but uh, you know, listeners of the of other people's lives will get 10% off of their first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash OPL. That is betterhelp.com slash OPL, and you will get 10% off of your first month of uh, therapy. Uh, join the mil- uh, over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health um, with BetterHelp. So definitely go check that out. I've gotten a lot of uh, DMs from people saying that they, uh, they love it.
2: I know a lot of people think they can't eat healthy because they're so busy during the day, but honestly, it's just not true. Aviv is a quick, easy, and delicious blenderless smoothie that provides plant-based proteins and nutrients when you need them most. They literally couldn't have made getting a healthy smoothie easier. It comes in sets of small frozen cubes, and all you do is add the liquid of your choice, let the cube quickly melt, and then you shake it up, and boom, the perfect smoothie with no blender in sight. There's no added sugar or preservatives and only high-quality organic fruit, veggies, and plant-based protein. If you're busy and always on the go but still want to eat healthy, you have to give Aviva a try. Plus, you can sign up for a subscription, so you always have your favorite smoothies ready to go. Order online with the code "Other People's Lives 20 and get 20 percent off plus free delivery right to your door. Visit Aviv Nutrition and discover Aviv's delicious products today. That's E-V-I-V-E. And use the code word "other people's lives 20, for 20 percent off and free delivery right to your door.
1: And lastly here, we have DoorDash. Okay, get what you want to eat right now, right to your door with DoorDash. Uh, Along with restaurants you love, you can now get groceries, uh, other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You get drinks, snacks, you know, household items. You need paper towels, which I do, um, and, like, you know, soap or whatever, shampoo. Like, I've I've used it for weird things. You know, I I was supposed to use it today, and I totally forgot, but now I don't have any paper towels. Um, But, yeah, also, like... You know, you're craving late night ice cream or something, you get DoorDash, someone will bring it right to your, uh, right to your house. Uh, three, over 300,000 partners, uh, you can support your neighborhood by go-to's or choose from, you know, your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's or Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, whatever you want to do, whatever you're feeling like. Uh, ordering is easy and your items will be left safely outside your door um, if you choose, you know, contactless delivery. Um, And right now, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the code OPL. Okay, that is 25% off up to a $10 value uh, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code OPL. Okay, don't forget that's the code OPL, 25% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, subject to change terms apply. Okay, there
2: you go. So I think that was the first time we got a question asked back to us. And uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I feel a little like worried. We were you know, all I was over the place. Because like, I, I was, it was at that moment that I sort of realized, um, you know, because he was saying that he was trying to understand as well. Because yeah. I'm sure it's fascinating to him. Because if it's fat, we're on opposite sides here, but we coexist at the same time. Because like I said, I think a lot of it is this. And I think a lot of people will identify with the fact of like, you know, I don't feel – emotional the same way other people do which i i kind Mm -hmm. of like have that i would think in a way like i do feel emotion and i do i definitely am like a sensitive person but at the same time i just feel like i'm i think of things like a little in some cases more logically than maybe i should or that maybe other people would and you know yeah i feel like it it that's why i asked that question at the end like do you think you have a good charge of, not judge of character i'm paraphrasing obviously my question but you know can, can you like tell people like who's a good person a bad person easily because i feel like i'm able to because of that part of me and yes. so i think that when you completely take out emotion and all this stuff and you strip everything out then it's like insanely easy like i'm sure he's able to tell a good person from a bad person like this
2: yeah I wouldn't say you have that. I know you too well. And like you said, being sensitive, like you clearly understand the full range of emotions, but I think no, there's a yes. spectrum like anything. Like, do I yes. think you're probably a better decision maker or a more logical thinker than some people? Yes, I think I'm that way too. And I do know people who are highly emotional where even to us, it's like, whoa, like this person is just right. pure emotion or even like empaths who like can take on other people's emotions. Like, I think it's just, such a wide spectrum so yeah you know i think for him though it's just clear like, like he said like colorblind like it's he's just not going to see or be able to describe these things the way that we would
1: that's that's a yeah that's a better way of like saying. It. i don't think that i didn't think that <laughs> I, I have this had no i didn't <laughs> think that i had it i just think that i was like you know on, on a spectrum yes. uh you know there is some degree of like, you know, I'm just thinking about this too much or it's too a lot. Like the way it's just, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's, it was a very interesting kind of question that, you know, I kind of came up with there. Like, which side would you rather be on? Because I'm thinking about it right now and I I wouldn't even know. I I don't know. Because I think the other side would envy the other side.
2: Right. Right. Or one side would envy the other. It's also just, if it's all, you know, and it's what you're born with, it's just so difficult to imagine not being especially if you are generally content and like the person that you are which it seems like he is and that was cool to hear because going into it I wasn't sure about that like how much could this affect just functioning every day work friendships things like that but uh, it seems like it doesn't and and he said that at the end and he wrapped that up nicely like this is way more common than people realize even if they don't know that they have it like you're it's okay it's like it's doesn't have to be that difficult. So that was good to hear.
1: Right. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. At first, it was I. Yo. You know how? God. This is like racking my brain, but it was just so interesting to hear him say that he could be watching something that he knows is sad, but he doesn't know that he is sad until he starts crying. Yeah. That is like. That is fascinating to me.
2: It's like yeah, you're taking yeah, you're taking all the cues from your your body and and like physical reactions and not just what we feel and like process as emotions you know like you can feel sadness well before you start crying you know what I mean like it's it's here like it's something that you feel and it's so hard to describe but that's just not there here's my thing right what like
1: would you be able to like I don't know like are you sad can you identify you're sad without physical things happening?
2: Yes, like, I think cause, so. Well, because
1: hmm. I don't know. I feel like certain things happen, like your 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 lip quivers, or like <laughs> you get that feeling in your stomach, or you're just like you want to cry. Uh, I don't know. I it's 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 interesting to think saying. about it in that way. Yeah. Um. D- like trying to verbalize emotion is is a a fun conversation for me, honestly. I I really think that. Like, asking people, like, this is going to be my new thing. Like, I always ask people, like, you know, I always ask people those weird questions. Like, if you had all the money in the world, like, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I always ask people those. This will be my new one. Like, can you just, like, describe these emotions, like, feelings and, you know, what is it about,
2: like... That's what's so fascinating for him, too, is, like, it, it must almost be, like, people like us... Like know a language that he doesn't Because there it is so hard to put language But it's just something you just know Like you innately just know Like you're born and and that's it Like you just know what they are And they're so hard to describe
1: Yeah it just feels like an imaginary hand On your back just pushing you in one direction And you don't really have control It feels like Mm -hmm. when it comes to emotion at, At least it's like I can't help it this is gonna happen I am going to cry I am upset because of these things, like I, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: And it's also interesting because I thought the mental aspect creates the physical, but apparently not. Yeah. Because he's feeling the physical without the mental. I thought because when I think of, I can think of my grandma being dead, and that would make me sad. So I have to think of that and you think of the good times and you think about how much you miss her and it makes you cry.
2: I mean, it's still mental in the sense that it's like neurological, like your brain is probably still telling your body to do things, but it's not mental in the sense that you're understanding that process. You, You know what I mean? Like the brain is still the motor. That is making yes. these things happen. Yes, but but, but, uh, but we I, hmm. n- we can understand <laughs> the. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know
1: if I. I don't know if I even agree with that. Like I think that like you have to have some sort of understanding of like this is why this is sad. Like when you first learn about what death is when you're a kid and then you experience it for the first time, like it makes you sad because you you start thinking about I'll never see this person again. These people are sad. Like they're making me sad. Or like when someone starts crying and then it makes you cry. Like you have an understanding like I, if i go to, i this happened to me recently i went to my friend's grandfather's funeral and i saw his mom start crying and it made me cry i don't know his grandfather so when i went there i was there just to support my friend and i wasn't particularly like i was sad for them and i was sorry obviously but i wasn't like i'm going to cry here because i i didn't really know the guy but i saw her crying and it made me cry because all i did was understand her sort of uh emotion and like the feeling of Mm -hmm. I don't know it's 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 like could you have this thing and then walk into that room and see the mother crying and then surprise yourself like oh why am I crying and then you don't really know why like I didn't even know this guy why am I crying I think based on our
2: conversation with him like yes and no I think for him that it seems like that wouldn't do it like like he said it has to be like a really intense stimulus like maybe his loved one like their funeral or something so like maybe not but it seems also like like watching a movie and crying before you like registered the feeling of sadness it seems like it is possible because it's it's still something the body knows i guess man we were like out of the woods like kind of understanding it and we just pulled a hard u-turn and just confused (laughs) ourselves so much more
1: yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's interesting because no, like I said, I, I, I thought that because he's feeling, the physical is what makes him go, oh shit, like makes him recognize, yeah, like I think that, for us, it's the opposite, like we recognize that we are sad and it causes physical, things, it um, appears that way, yeah, it appears that way, yes, it does. So it I, I feel way. like, without that, like I've never cried and been like, what the fuck am I crying? What Am I yeah. upset? Like I would know, you know what I mean. So it's it is interesting but i guess innately the body just kind of like in the brain there's something off there where the brain is recognizing like i'm sad a part of it i guess and your body is reacting to that but you just can't process mm-hmm. this signal or whatever <laughs> now, now yeah, i'm yeah, it in my head what do yeah, I do? yeah.
2: <laughs> there's any neuroscientist or whatever out there please leave some comments in the youtube we need an help. an interesting
1: conversation. We'd uh, love to see the comments in, on this on this video, uh, but we're going to stop before we go down a rabbit hole and this episode's five hours long. Um, but <laughs> like I said earlier, for anyone out there, if you want to be a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out um, to be a guest. Send us an email at oplpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, oplshow.com.
2: Yes, follow us on Instagram at OPLpodcast. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash OPLshow. And don't forget... Joe and I made a game. It's a card game, trivia party game. We think uh, you'll love it because, you know, game nights are back, right? So
1: Game nights are back. Paythepricegame.com.
2: Paythepricegame.com. Check it out, support, and uh, enjoy it.
1: Enjoy it, and that's all, and we'll see you guys next time.